Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Um, I'm like real-time troubleshooting uh, potential issue uh, in my bathroom. Um, it's It could potentially just be condensation on the water tank, um, but I, my toilet might be leaking. <laughs> so it's pretty fucking sick. Um, I just texted Nick. Shout out to Nick. Where's it our, leaking? Where's it leaking from? Uh, I couldn't really tell. So I, I'll get into that. But I, I just I just texted Nick, um, and was like, "Hey, do you know any plumbers in the area? Like, do you have a guy?" And he was like, "No, I've been lucky enough to not need one." So I was like, "All right." So then I texted uh, my soon-to-be brother-in-law Dan, um, who's way more fucking handy than I am. He actually he went to tech school. Um, and also has friends that are like in trades, right? Whether they're like electricians or plumbers, one of his buddies works for like a tree company or some whatever. So um, we're like trying to figure out right now, I think there's a chance it's condensation. So the there was a puddle of water around the base of the porcelain on the floor. So where... The porcelain meets the tile all around the edges was water. Um, there was also some water. I have a like a stainless steel. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. A line, water line um, that goes from the tank through the floor. Um, and there was some water around the base of that, too. So I don't know. I'm looking at it like I just I said I took a picture of it and I sent it to Dan. Um and he was like, it's it's probably just condensation because um, it's really fucking hot out. And we have so we have the AC going upstairs on the second floor, but I shut the doors to all the rooms um, so that obviously the AC is way more fucking efficient. So like the room I'm in right now is hot as balls. Uh, luckily, the ceiling fan is on as high as it can go, but it's it's pretty warm. Uh, the bathroom is hot as fuck, uh, especially because it's on the back side of the house, which gets all of the sun. So um, with the door shut and the sun coming through that window, uh, it's real fucking hot in there. So I think it could potentially just be condensation. Like I said, I just wiped up the floor. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well so a couple things when you finish with this and you go back and if it's the same amount of water it's probably not condensation it was like a puddle like a real puddle um like a small puddle like enough water like if you were wearing socks and you stepped in it you'd be like fuck i gotta take my socks off and change yeah you might need an actual man yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, I just have, I got to go back and check the tank in the picture. Dan just texted me. It was like, he can tell from the picture that, oh yeah, actually I can see it. Um, there is actually a lot of condensation on the tank itself. So I'd say there's a strong possibility that, um, it's just 
condensation from the tank that's just kind of coming down. Um, like I said, it's pretty fucking hot in there. So, and obviously the water is cold that's in the tank. So we'll see. Um, yeah, cause he was like, wipe up the floor and flush the toilet a couple times. He says, if nothing comes out like immediately, you should be okay. It should just be condensation. Um, Either way. So annoying, but if you needed to replace a toilet, it's yeah. not the craziest thing in the world. It's relatively straightforward. It's like a couple bolts. You pull the thing off. You replace the ra- yeah, the you- wax ring. Yeah. Because I looked at it. We were going to do it in Mansfield. So I um I read I watched a couple of YouTube videos and I remember I remember the bolts on the back, uh disconnecting the tank, the wax seal that goes underneath. Yeah. And then you just reverse it yeah, to usually install. you get like some shitty rags or shitty clothes to stuff in the the pipe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I haven't actually done it, but I have a solid idea of how to do it. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look too bad. So I don't know. That's it was literally like one of those. I just went to go take a piss right before we started recording. And I was like, um, <laughs> this could potentially be a problem. There's a there's a puddle in here. So I'll like I said, I'll keep an eye on it. But that's the downside of um of not really being from around here. Right, is that I don't have like guys for stuff, right? I know that sounds really fucking stupid, but like you need guys for stuff, right? Like that's that's a thing. Um, obviously, growing up in Medford, that's not close to here, like for work purposes, right? Like Medford to here is actually it's it's close, like it's not that far. Um, it's probably 45 fucking miles, like that's not that far. Um but I can't ask someone from Medford that we grew up with to come all the way down here. That's a way that's, that's insane. So that's, that's the thing is like, we, I know plenty of electricians and plumbers and HVAC got techs, but they all live North of Boston, which doesn't do me any good. No, we can probably find them right now. North Attleboro Elks. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta start hanging out at the Elks more often. <clears throat> I guarantee you, that's where they are. I, yeah, man. If you want to fucking find tradespeople and like, you know, we we put like guys with trade skills in the category of actual man. Yeah, if you're looking for an actual man. That's where you're gonna find them. You might have to just give them a ride both ways, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that and Halligan. So the Halligan's is a, uh, it's like, like a townie bar and it's owned by a retired firefighter. Um, I think that's probably where I would find a lot of, uh, actual men to help me out with my, my problems. <laughs> I feel like firefighters are always good to know too, right? Cause five, like firefighters know everybody. And their work schedules are always the way that they typically also work another job, right? Like I don't, 
I don't know if that's as true anymore, but yes, that used to be like the old uh, thought. Well, I used to work with a guy. I used to work. I think there was two guys that were firefighters. And then on their off days, they were personal trainers. So like, I don't necessarily know if like there's a firefighter and on his off day, he's a fucking electrician, right? Like that's probably not the case. Cause that used to be like, so that, that, that used to be the deal. Like, our parents age people they would generally work what 224 hours uh yeah is that yeah. what it used to be yep yes yeah, so 24 they would work. it was 24 on 48 off yeah so they would then do like a trade or yeah freelance or side work like something that they could be flexible with so it's like they didn't like you couldn't work like a fucking you couldn't be like a fucking software engineer. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not going to go work for Dell EMC. No, because then it's like, oh, well, it's it's 24 on 48 off, or at least that's what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you could just work. You like, oh, I'll work Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at one place and I'll work Monday, Wednesday at the other place. Like that doesn't work. Right, right. Um, But yeah, that used to be the idea. It's like, oh, all firefighters are, uh, they all, they, they all do, they all do something else on the side. It's like, whether they get paid more now or just people don't do that, it seems to be a lot less common now. I think a lot of places or towns switch to 12-hour shifts instead of 24s. So obviously you're working kind of more ridic- frequently. It's truthfully, it's kind of ridiculous that like yeah. <laughs> ask a firefighter. So because so, there's a couple things here. <clears throat> This isn't to diminish what they do in any way, shape, or form, but to ask them to work 24 hours, you are literally building in sleep into their payday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're paying them to sleep at the firehouse. Yes. So not only do they not get to sleep at home when they might live fucking six minutes away. Yep. They got to sleep at the firehouse. Then you're paying somebody to be the fucking firehouse chef, which you probably still are, but like, some of those guys could fucking cook. Holy shit. Yeah. So, like, all part of the job because they used to work 24-hour shifts. You were paying them to sleep at the firehouse. You were yeah. paying them to go to stop and shop to buy food yeah. for, for the dinner. You're paying someone to In the cook, truck, like, too, which I always thought was absolutely yeah. amazing. They all pile into the well, they're on duty. truck. Yeah. Yeah, they're so on God duty. God forbid they something need the, happens. They need the they truck. They got to drop everything, uh, drop all the groceries in aisle seven and run out to the fucking truck and go yeah. put out the fire or save a cat in a tree, whatever, whatever they're doing. And that then time. if it's like, if you really think about it, does it have to be that way? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Could they just work regular 12 hour shifts? Yeah. And then if that's the case, it's like, okay, so e- like if you work four twelves instead well, now it's a lot harder to do something on the side. Right. Unless, you know, you're a, you know, 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Yeah. And then, like, you just, like, don't need sleep and then you go do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you get home by 3.17 and you sleep till 9. Yeah. Then you can go, work. like, I don't know, so... Yeah, the four twelves yeah, I mean, definitely throws a wrench in. Uh, yeah, if if nothing else, firefighters know a shitload. They they know everybody. 
Well, yeah, that's the other thing too, right? Because they know they just know everybody. They know everyone. So, or any any uh, truthfully, anyone that works in the town for the town, they all know everybody. Yeah, yeah, and everyone loves firefighters, right? Like that's the that's always the shtick. Like well, people I love mean, firefighters, and people always shit on cops. Yeah, I was gonna say they're no teachers, but well, yeah, I mean teachers are the real heroes. Come on, let's let's uh, we don't even put those in, them in the same breath, right? Right. <laughs> it's teachers uh, and then everybody else. Yeah, it's teachers then everybody else, and firefighters are at the top of everybody else. But there's a very, very, very steep drop off. Oh yeah, yeah. Before you get um, anything. Yeah, we're close talking like Grand Canyon sized cliff here. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Everyone hates. Yeah, you know what? Well, dude, it's nature of it. Because well, yeah. the most, only time you interact with a cop most of the time is you're doing the, something bad. You're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, if you interact with a firefighter, you require their help. Right. Yeah. Most of the time, a cop's not going to pull you over and then just shoot the shit. Be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, unless it's one of your friends, right? Like, if you have yeah. a buddy that's a cop. Who happens to like run your plate and like pulls you over and then just starts talking to you like, okay, like that's, that's fine. Um, but I mean, typically, yeah, it's the nature of the beast, right? Like if you're interacting with a cop, most likely you, you done fucked up. Yeah. And then speaking in generalities, I know your family is, is cops, but generally cops are fucking dickheads. For no reason. Yeah, no, I can speak to that. <laughs> like, generally they are. Now, yeah. are they all? No. No. Do you know someone that's probably fine? Sure. Yeah. Well, even like one of the cops that I know well. I like him. He's a, I, I think he's a pretty good dude. Yeah. But getting pulled over him has to fucking suck. It has to fucking, it's got to be fucking a bottom five experience. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's it's just tougher, and it's like so. Okay, uh, so my my mother told me this story. So this was like a couple weeks ago. So she went to the ATM in Medford. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but the ATM in Easton, you don't need to use your card to get in. This is at the branch, mm -hmm. so the doors just open. I don't know. Yeah, the outside door, right? Yep. Well, so, also the inside door too. Then not right. No, this is off hours. Okay. 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 So Medford, obviously, it's the city. Like you're worried about like homeless people or some shit, people shooting up, whatever the fuck people are gonna do in there. Yeah. So it's still locked. So mother goes in, uses her card. Another guy comes in, just hanging in the back, whatever. She goes to get out, and the little thingy like won't release. And again, it's off hours, and so thinking about it, you're stuck in the ATM door. What are you thinking? Like, hopefully somebody else comes up here. Yeah. So car pulls up, person's just sitting there, just sitting there. Doesn't really come in. So my mother just calls police non-emergency line. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, no, hey, stuck in the ATM, whatever. And guy comes. And this, so this is the funniest thing. He comes, pulls out his own credit card. And doesn't stick it in the door. He throws it in the lock to like, like, um, like how you would break in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, why wouldn't you just put it in the like the little reader? Yeah. And then I guess like 
listen, you don't like, you don't have to like, is that a shit call? Kinda. Yeah. You don't have to be thrilled about it. No. But do you no. have to, but like, I guess he was like, oh, you're lucky we weren't busy. She's like, how is this my, like, how is that my fucking fault? Yeah, exactly. She doesn't say any of this shit. She's talking to me, but like, why am I lucky that you guys weren't busy? Like, I called. They said they that you'd come. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I dialed the whatever, like, the what is it? Yeah. 3219000? I don't know. Is the med, I think that's the, the whatever. The Medford, but like, it's like front, the front desk at but it's and, and, that, and that's the other thing, too. If it's that inconveniencing, wouldn't it just be a lot easier to just to say, have a good one and leave? Yeah. Like, isn't that a lot easier? <laughs> yeah. Just don't even fucking interact with me. Right. Just yeah. be like, yeah, all right. You're all set. Have a good one. Yeah. Get back in your car and go back to watching YouTube videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But firefighter pulls up. How do you think that interaction goes? Oh yeah. Oh, thank you so much. No, no, it's it's either it's like, oh, thanks for letting me out. Yeah, I don't know how you got into this situation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a nature of, of the beast as well, right? Because the other part of that is like cops constantly have to deal with shit bags, right? Like a cop, again, it's the same thing that works for us, works for them. Like when we interact with a cop, it's typically because we fucked up. And when a cop has to interact with someone, most often that someone has done something fucked up, right? So it's like very rarely does the co- do, do cops get to just have like fun interactions while they're on the job. Yeah. So it's, it you ju- I mean, you do that long enough and you just become a fucking crotchety old dickhead. Cause yeah, I guess I was actually young, right? Like I that's guess- a, I guess it was also like a young dude. I go, yeah, that's just a guy. That's just like, he thinks he's fucking awesome or yeah. thinks he's important. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're lucky we weren't busy. It's fucking 9am on a Saturday or it's pre 9am. No, no, no. During the week, pre 9am. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And also like, I mean, your mom doesn't look old, but she's what? Like she's in her sixties, right? She's 65. Like, you're going to be a dickhead to a, a fucking 65-year-old woman who got like stuck why? in an ATM? Like, wh- why? Right? Like, yeah, you know, like- <laughs> actually, you know what? She woke up today and thought, you know what would be fun? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to get yeah. this door stuck shut with a fucking stranger in here. Right, right. Just so I can, just so I can call the Medford PD and bother yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm going to stereotype the shit out of this right now, but if, like, if it was a... 20 something blonde woman, right? You could make the joke like, oh, what a fucking retard. Like, she doesn't know how to get open the door from the, you know what I mean? Like, you can stereotype, you can go down that. If you want to be a dickhead to, to like, again, a, a, a girl in her 20s, right? Like, go ahead. But like a 65 year old woman, dude, like, clearly, like, she's probably tried everything she could to get out of here. And she called the front, she, she was also like had the wherewithal to call the fucking front desk, right? Like I would imagine yeah, someone, in their, someone in their twenties probably just would have called 911 because they wouldn't have known to just call the front desk. Yeah. <laughs> so you um, know what I mean? It's like, Chris, I, Chris is, Chris is sitting here. Like you two are fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm going to get a message from Chris yeah. after this. Being like, Dude, both of you. you have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> he'll, he'll probably be like, I actually went on a call just like that once. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why he put, I wonder why he didn't just use his card to like in the reader. Yeah, because even, so is it like a Bank of America or a Citizens Bank? Citizens. Or citizens? The one on, um, next to the Medford Auto School. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is um, that? Spring? No. Riverside? What the fuck is that street? Medford uh, Square, whatever. Yeah, it's Medford Square. Um, Because even if you don't have a Citizens Bank, Debit any card. any card any that. debit card will let you in anything any credit card debit card anything anything with a fucking stripe and a chip yeah yeah that's that's a weird move on his part <laughs> well it's a, and then my mother's like oh I thought they would have like some key or something why yeah I go the door opens with any card yeah any card <laughs> yeah you might be able to stick a Ralph's membership card in there and fucking have it open I don't know like as long as it's not like a high school ID what did you, what did you think they like like the guy's gonna come up put a fucking suction cup on the glass and like start spinning <laughs> the circle so that he can remove the glass and like reach on the inside to like like what what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah the real question would be um and I know the answer to this is like, did anyone follow up with the bank to tell them that it was fucked up so they can call a locksmith to actually fix it? I believe, um, I think it was the dispatcher. Okay. Did say like, say what you will. I think believe the dispatcher said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That does happen sometimes. <laughs> so it's not the first time someone had to call. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so it's like, hey, Citizens Bank in Medford Square, maybe fix your fucking ATM, right? Like, call a locksmith and get them out to fix the fucking Do door. something. Like, it's a pretty easy fix. Yeah. Like, he'll probably, whoever it is, will probably be in and out in about 20 minutes. You'll still pay for four hours, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's Citizens Bank. Exactly. They have more money than they know what to do with. Yeah, we're not Literally. talking. Yeah. So I think they're like the 13th biggest bank in the country now, something like that, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Cause like years ago they were like, Oh, they only existed in like Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And now they're was it that, nationwide. Was it that, um, was it that regionalized? Yeah. Yeah. So they, I, it, it may have just been new England. Um, mm -hmm. Because I thought, I thought, what I thought, like their corporate, their corporate address used to be like fucking Pennsylvania or something. Yeah. So what was there another company was, that merged or some shit? They it was reversed. So they were owned by RBS, which is the Royal Bank of Scotland. So like back in the day, it was Citizens RBS. Um, so it was like they were a super small bank, and then they got bought by RBS. And then like 10 years ago, 10, maybe 15 years ago, they got spun off by RBS. Um, so they cut loose and just became regular citizens. And then- Citizens Bank NA. Yeah, Citizens Bank NA. Um, and they, obvi they obviously, they hired a new CEO and like that's when like everything just blew up after that. So that's your history of Citizens Bank. I'm, I'm glad I, I feel as though we needed that yeah. <laughs> um yeah so Let's see what else uh 
what else we got? Hopefully my, uh, my bathroom's still in one piece right now. The bathroom's going to be fine. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It, no, at, it will be. It at will worst, be at worst, you're going to have some water on the floor right now. And by the time we're done recording, you'll be able to assess the situation and kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah. At worst. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Oh, let's... um. Let's do this because <clears throat> we might we might do this more than once this week because the verdict on the um, the student loan forgiveness is allegedly supposed to come down before the end of the month. So obviously we're we're recording this on the twenty fifth. This is getting released on the twenty sixth, um, and we have one more episode That's to do Friday. this week. It's got to be it's yeah, got to be out by Friday. So. There's some other, there's some caveats there that we'll get into. So um, I'll start with um, the, I guess, the 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 main point here. So uh, the government, right, Congress and the, the legislative and the executive branch were going through, remember they were doing with all that budget bullshit. They were like, oh, if we don't get a budget by this time, we're going to fucking default on everything and all that shit, whatever. Um, they came to an agreement on a budget. Well, first of all, I think they they just basically filed an extension. I think I'm oversimplifying everything here, but I think they filed an extension. Um, and then they finally came to an agreement. And part of the agreement on the budget was that... Um, Biden could no longer kick out the payment pause. So now officially everyone's signatures are on it, right? It passed through Congress and it passed through um, Biden's desk too, right? So we all know from Schoolhouse Rock, or at least anyone that was a uh, millennial and older knows about Schoolhouse Rock, where uh, how a bill becomes a bill, right? It's got to go to the fucking hill and get signed and all that bullshit, right? Uh, it's signed. So we have a we have a budget. Um, we have we have actual shit ready to go. So we're not going to default on payments here. But part of that again was no more student loan pause. It's done. It is one hundred percent done. So it will be back in October. So that was that was the stipulation. Um, so starting October 1st of 2023, every single person that has student loans will have to start paying them again. So buckle up. How could they? I know, right? Fucking dickheads. Can't believe um, I have to pay my loans back. So I found this. Oh, they changed it. Those motherfuckers. Um. I thought I could get this on uh, CNBC, but oh, okay, yeah, here we go. So this is from CNBC. The uh, the title is why the Supreme Court still hasn't decided on Biden's student loan forgiveness. So two separate things, right? Yeah, um, so this is the the payment pause done. Killed. The payment pause is done. Payments are starting in October on October one of this year. Um, the so separate the, thing. This is the ten k. This is the $10,000 for everyone or $20,000 if you received a Pell Grant. 
So uh, the Supreme Court is expected to rule by the end of June on President Joe Biden's $400 billion student loan forgiveness plan. Uh, Two lawsuits have challenged the legality of the plan, which was not approved by Congress and would be among the most expensive executive actions in U.S. history. Um, So within two weeks, the Supreme Court justices should break for their summer recess, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. that they, the Supreme Court takes two months off for some. Uh, they're working too hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Congress takes the whole month of August off, I think, if not also July and August. But regardless, the, the government is fucking stupid. Um, so they take their summer recess, which I feel like we've talked about before, but it's the whole reason they do that is because, you know, back when the government was created, the people that were in the government weren't just fucking in the government, right? They were like dentists and butchers and blacksmiths and shit. So like they took the summers off to go home and do their real job. But now people are full-time fucking politicians and they're all cunts. You don't need two months. Why the fuck do you need two months off? Do your fucking job. Goddamn fucking job. Jesus Christ. They don't do their job even when they're doing their job. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so they break for the summer recess. There's still no ruling, um, for many borrowers. It's been an anxious wait. Yeah, I bet. Um, oh, this is awesome. Waiting to hear whether or not it will pass is nerve wracking at best, debilitating at worst, says Rochelle Brooks, 35, a single mother in Los Angeles. We're all staying tied to our phones each week. Obviously it's someone from California too. Um, whose monthly student loan payment was as high as $1,200 at one point. So a couple things here. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe look into the fucking income-based repayment plans. Like why the fuck? And also, how much money are you making that your, your payment was $1,200 a month? You know what I mean? There's something fishy there. Like you either make enough money to afford it and you're just bitching, or like you're doing something wrong. Like you haven't gone through proper channels to make it so you don't have to pay that. Because there's plenty of channels that exist to not have to pay that much a month. So do something about it. Um, trying to get to the point. Okay, so there's the justices are considering several thorny issues here. Uh, there's no precedent set for the kind of sweeping debt forgiveness that the administration is trying to uh, carry out. Um, however, there is a potential that the two lawsuits that were brought up against it legally don't actually have any standing. So, um, when Biden first did it, they say that they point out the Heroes Act of 2003, which grants the U.S. Secretary of Education the authority to make changes to the federal student loan system during national emergencies, which COVID was. Um, So the justices heard all of the cases, right? Or heard the arguments from the plaintiffs back in like February. And the need, what they needed to do what in one of them was show that they would be harmed by this policy that Biden is trying to um, is trying to roll out, 
which they say is typically typically a requirement to gain the right to sue. And the need to prove so-called legal standing is designed to prevent people from suing against different policies and programs simply because they disagree with them, right? So they need to even figure out if like they're allowed to sue and it is not looking potentially like they are in a position to do that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, there is no harm. It's right. just not like it's well, like there's no direct harm, right? Because obviously there'll be something that occurs. I don't know if again, I don't know if like the market will tank or if whatever. But yeah, the like someone like me, it's like I could sit here on my soapbox and be like, well. I don't have student loans. Why does everyone else get theirs repaid? And I, I, I never had them. Like, where, where's mine? Right. I'm not being harmed. I'm just looking for, effectively looking for a handout. Right, right. So there's two, there's two cases here. The first case is from um, six states. So it's Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina. They they are suing, saying that if you reduce the loans, then the companies in their states that federal uh, that service federal student loans would make less money. So, again, I'm oversimplifying everything here, but like that kind of isn't good enough. From what I'm reading, right, and what I'm hearing, this isn't like my opinion because my opinion doesn't mean shit on the matter. Um, I've also been on the record multiple times saying I think it's a bad idea um, to forgive all the money, but if you're going to give me free money, I will take it. So that, that's my stance on it. Um, I, I don't think it should happen, but if it does, I will gladly take your money. You should give me some of your free money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the argument there. Um, one is the states are suing, not the companies themselves, right? And part of the argument was the money is in federal student loans. So the federal government is taking the hit. So for these companies to say, I'm going to make less money because the federal government is removing this money, well, that's less money that the federal government is now getting, right? So like in that counter argument that was made, it's like you're not solely at risk of loss because the federal government is taking a, a $400 billion loss. So like a company that services the loan that happens to be in South Carolina that might lose $7 million over like the course of whatever, well, the federal government just lost 400 billion. Right. So like that's that's kind of the argument there. Um so which I assume again, those I assume those companies will probably try to play like the jobs, revenue, taxes, detrimental to the state and to those like specific spots. I'm sure that I'm I assume that's how the argument would kind of go. Potentially, yeah. I, I truthfully haven't read any of the actual arguments. Matter. Yeah. And then so the second, the second suit, which I think is fucking hilarious, is from two people, like two actual citizens. Um 
that said they're suing because they would be excluded from getting the aid. <laughs> so they wouldn't <laughs> receive the allocated whatever, either 10,000 or 20,000. So they're suing because of that. Which is an absolute fucking joke, if you Good ask me. Me. Like, because the the parameters were pretty clear. If you are, I think it was single making less than 120,000 and married less than 200,000. I forget the exact numbers, but it was like something like that. Then you would qualify, or maybe it was single less than 180, less than 80 married less than 120 or 125 um you qualify for this relief and now people are like there's people that are being like well i wouldn't get the relief well probably so I'll spend approximately parameters so i'll probably spend about 10 grand if not more yeah in legal fees yeah yeah so if you ask me the second part of that, the two people that are suing because they didn't get what they wanted, they can fuck right off. Um, it's the the real the real case to me is the six states, right? The six southern states. Um, and like I said, I haven't read any of the arguments and I don't know law, so I have no fucking clue how they're going to rule. But from articles that I've read and like things on Twitter that I've seen, it seems as if like people think it could potentially go through there. I would say if, if, if I had to do like a meta analysis of like everything that I found on Twitter and on online, um, I would put it at at least 51% that it gets passed. I would put it at 5149. Is there an economic issue associated with this? Uh, potentially. Yeah. Because now the federal government loses $400 billion. That's like the only thing that like, it still kind of comes down to for me, like, but so that's the thing. And now the Supreme court, every Supreme court has their own way that, yeah, they can, uh, you know, go after whatever case and however angles they want. Right. But I think legally right if they just stick to their job which is written in the constitution or as it's written in the constitution they can only rule on whether or not these two lawsuits have any standing if they rule that these two lawsuits have no standing then the forgiveness goes through and people get their money oh so they're not ruling at all whether or not the forgiveness is constitutional or not they're just hearing not- the two lawsuits not yeah that's how i understand it oh um so yeah (laughs) that's that's at least how i understand it um but if to to my previous point if the supreme court if the nine judges get together and they're like listen technically we have to throw these two cases out but if we do that, we could be throwing the economy into a fucking downward spiral. So what can we do to find anything anywhere to make some sort of case to hold this up 
and block it, right? They could do that, right? Like that, that's it's very well within the possibility that they do something like that. Um, it's a little bit outside of their constitutional job description. Again, as far as I know, there could be something in the job description that says needs to uphold fucking the country of some sort, right? And they could use it. They could yeah, argue there's... if we allow if we allow this, we would not be upholding the safety of the country, right? Because yeah, or the there, economic there, security. There's got to be something that's like because obviously, in a simplified sense, they determine if things are constitutional or not. But like when you actually like read the fine print, there has to be more. Like, like if the president really wants to do something that's super detrimental to the com- uh, company, to the country, but fits, but isn't unconstitutional, they have to be able to step in and do something. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Conduct detrimental to the country. Yeah. It's like it's like the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a six week suspension. Imagine that. Imagine just like suspending Congress. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you got a week off. Yeah. Unpaid. <laughs> and you gotta pay a fine. <laughs> I would love that. Maybe that's how we fix politics. Treat it like um the NFL. No, I was going to say treat it like a junior hockey team. Oh, <laughs> where every every Monday you have to come in and meet in kangaroo court and pay yes. your fines. <laughs> like, hey man, you were late, like that's 5 bucks. Yeah. And uh hey, like you fucking swore at that official and got a penalty and it fucking cost us the game, like that's 10 bucks. That's the max. <laughs> <laughs> Only like, you know, I know they only make like 100k a year or whatever, but they're worth like millions, so it's like just fucking up it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I like that idea, and we'll see potentially this week. So there was another part of that article that said that the Supreme Court, if they don't rule on it, they may extend their session into July. Oh no! Yeah, I know, right? No, no, we can't ask them to do that. God, God forbid. God forbid they only take a seven-week vacation. Work in July? I would never ask the vacation. fucking Supreme Court to work in July. Yeah, oh, come on. Don't you know how hot it is in D.C. in July? We can't be at work. It's not like our buildings have is air conditioning. Is it a cicada year? Is it a cicada year? That would be a bad thing, too. Yeah, I think it might be, actually. Is it if... really? Don't they only come like every fucking 27 years or some shit? Well, there's different kinds. There's the... <laughs> There's like the 17 year super duper fucking mega cicada. And then there's like the seven year cicada or the four year cicada. See, like, I've, I've, I feel like the two times I've been to DC, it's been like a rare fucking cicada sighting. <laughs> the only problem is they were only like five years apart. Yeah. No, I think that's the thing. It's like, cause there's different kinds of cicadas. So like one of them is on a seven year path. One of them's on like a 17 or 23 year path or something. And then I think there's another one that's like a two, two or a three. There's a bunch of different kinds. And why do they only go to DC? Uh, Cause it's a fucking shithole. <laughs> brood X. That's what, what it's called. The great Eastern brood is. Oh, you ready for this? Like, like gangrel edge and Christian. Yeah. Brood? yeah the, the brood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is one of 15 broods of periodical cicadas 
that appear regularly through the eastern U.S. I'm sorry. So how there's many? 15. I thought there was three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm sitting here like, yeah, there's a 23 year, a seven year, and a four year, like whiskey. You know what I mean? Like, so, like it's a so, fucking bourbon. There's so 15. It's, it's literally more rare that you don't see a certain cicada in a given year than it is that you do. Like if you went to DC and didn't, and it wasn't like a cicada year, that would be more remarkable Yeah. than whatever cicada is actually there that year. Cause there's 15 of them. Yep. And again, if we just make up numbers, if one's a 17, but there are some sevens and some fives and maybe some not like whatever. Brood X is the 17 year because it's uh it was in 2021 and its next uh major emergence is predicted to be 2038. So for so. a year to have no cicada when there are 15, that's more impressive than any yeah. cicada sighting ever. Yeah. Even if it is the gangrel cicada. <laughs> Yeah, 15 different kinds. There's a 13 year. This is literally fucking bourbon. Yeah, there's a 17 year. <laughs> uh, there's, oh, this is great. I'm just like thumbing well, through the hey, Wikipedia so I, page I guess, right now. I guess you were right when, he, oh, is it a cicada year? Yeah. No, there are. Every year is a fucking cicada year. This literally says this on Wikipedia that there is a hypothetically could be up to 30 broods that have not yet been observed. <laughs> but brood 10 is the uh is the big one. Yeah, this is hilarious. So they're all between 17 and 13 years. So the last emergence, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna go down. There, how many broods are there? Ten. There's 23 broods listed here. Go, go, Michael Jordan. So I'll read you starting with brood number one. I will read the last emergence. So brood number one, 2012, two, 2013, three, 2014, and then 1954, 2007, 2008, 2011, 1870, 2014, 2015. So apparently 2014 and 15 was uh, was a bad year for cicadas because we had broods three, four, and 22 and 23. So cicada emergence has now been deemed completely overrated and useless as if yeah. it wasn't anyway because it's just like oh look bugs every year from 2011 every... to 2021 had a, a brood of yeah i think i heard nine i didn't hear a nine or a ten but i'm not looking at the sheet you don't even need to fact check that but yeah fuck cicadas yeah we've been on a low we have no cicadas in uh 22-23. The next cicada emergence is next year in 2024. That's uh that's brood 13, in case you're keeping Dude, score we'll, at home. We'll, hey, we'll have to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jones, we're coming for the cicadas. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Bring the mushrooms. Imagine that. 
like I, obviously I never looked that up before, but like people make such a big deal out of the cicadas. They're like, oh, it's a cicada year. It's literally every fucking year for like 12 years straight. It's actually more rare that it's not a cicada. And then year. you get, yeah, and then you get a two year break and then you get another 12 years straight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking hate everybody and everything. Hate all things and most stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, Christ. What else do we have that's going on? Oh, speaking of um speaking of suing, I think this is actually hilarious. So <laughs> especially because it's come up a lot more recently on the show. Um Moloch the Owl. At, the the owl deity, yeah, at Bohemian okay. Grove, yeah, which is like the whole big thing. Again, you can Google it. I'm not going to spend the the amount of time it would I could it would I would need an entire podcast episode to explain Bohemian Grove. Um, just Google it and find out for yourselves if you're out there watching or, or listening. Um, so the employees at Bohemian Grove are suing the like the ownership which I believe it's a member-owned club. Um, so the employees are suing the owners because they said that they are treated unfairly and they want like better wages and things like that. So apparently part of the case is they don't get paid overtime. So they have one standard rate regardless of how many hours they work. So say, you know, you make 15 bucks an hour. If you work 13 hours in a day, you make $15 for those 13 hours. If you work 60 hours in a week, you get $15 for those 60 hours. So whether it's the the extended the day portion or it's like the cumulative for the week, um, they don't get any overtime. And also their claims of being treated poorly by guests. And one example that I can remember off the top of my head, um, because I heard this from Crystal and Sagar the other day, was there was one patron who forced a worker to take off his socks, wash them, and then give them to the patron to wear because this rich motherfucker forgot his socks. <laughs> so he forgot to bring socks to Bohemian Grove and looked at one of the workers and was like, you, boy, take off your socks, go wash them, and then give them to me so I can wear them. Like, if that's not ridiculously fucked up, like, I don't know. that There were a couple other stories that I can't... Um, that I can't really remember off the top of my head, but there was like, there was a couple fucked up stories and, a, and fucked up situations. And now they're suing the ownership uh, because of it. And uh, Sagar made a really, or one of them made a really good point and was like, Hey, if you're going to run a place like Bohemian Grove, that does a lot of really sketchy things, you probably should probably work. Yeah, you should probably treat the employees pretty fucking well. Those should be the people that get paid the $20 minimum wage and like all that shit and the overtime and all that stuff. Because the shit that they see could fucking ruin Put a people. lot of people in jail. Yeah. 
Yeah. And now, and now, yeah, maybe not jail, but maybe, um, what is it? Uh, social jail, (laughs) social jail. Yeah. And now they're fucking pissed. So they, they treated the fucking employees like shit. And now the employees are pissed and they're going to, they're going to start releasing all these stories. Like, I don't think they they released the names. I don't, I don't think they've released the names of the people. Um, but they're telling the stories of I'll like tell you right now, a fucking, happens. a fucking news outlet will pay more for those fucking, yeah, that list of names than they will for fucking, you know, getting paid overtime. Yeah, I know. Well, it'd have to be like a, a smaller news outlet. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if some of the higher ups at like the, the big media conglomerates were actually partaking at those places. Right. True. Like the fucking, who's the guy that owns Fox? That's a scumbag. Huh. Uh, I don't know. He probably hangs out there like the fucking old owner of CNN or MSNBC. Like those people probably hang out there. Right. So yeah, I just, I thought that was pretty funny when I saw that, uh, the workers of Bohemian Grove were, were suing the fucking, the place. So good for them. <laughs> Um, all right. You got anything else? You want to start wrapping this up? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got? Um, so I was playing at Sharon, um, Thursday, maybe Thursday, fifth hole, got like 135 from the rough. Which is a really, really shitty tee shot. So, whatever. Hit it. Hit it pretty good. Going at the pin. I see it bounce. Hear it hit the stick. Don't see the ball anymore. (laughs) Hold up for eagle on the fifth (laughs) hole. Which is my third eagle in about six weeks. Nah, two months. Two months. Third eagle. Two months. After ten years. Of no eagles. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, right? Something like that. <laughs> I guess. Um, so that was pretty funny. And then the so the other thing too is like if I had hit the ball any closer in the fairway, I wouldn't have been able to see it go in or not. Like I may have heard it hit the stick. Yeah. Um, but because I hit it so shitty off the tee, I actually could see everything. So I saw it hit the stick, sorry, dis- or I heard it hit the stick, sorry, it disappear. I'm like, oh, that's gotta be in. And then I like, I look around and there is nobody <laughs> anywhere around. I was playing by myself. There is no one around, no one anywhere, nowhere. It was a very, very weird feeling. And I'm like, like, cause like I, like I hit it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking sick. And then I'm looking around, I'm like, there's nobody, there's no, no one like, can appreciate no one, this. and no one's fucking anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, third eagle now. In nice. two months. Nice. You're never having one. And I've done it on a 135 yards, an 18 foot putt, and. A 58 yard pitch. <laughs> so only one putt. <laughs> only one time putting. There were no uh did you birdie in, in the par fives today? Oh god, no, I didn't birdie shit today. 
Yeah. Par the, fives. I did par fives. I did not play well. Those par fives were really fucking hard. They're long. Um, well, one of the, the one that was short, like that was it. I forget what eight, it was. Well, 18 was a layup off the tee. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, I hit, I, I was in like position a, I had like, I want to say it was like two thirty five pin, but I had like a downhill lie. So like the lie wasn't good. So I like, I did the best I could with it, but yeah. I was never going to get that ball in the air and far enough to get it there. And the the other par fives, I felt like they were all fucking, oh, um, yeah, it was the one, was the short one, but that was the four. It was before. So you're talking, you're talking about our back nine. So I think it's the eighth hole. Was it eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a short. That was four seventy. From yeah, but that but the thing there is, that's the one you, I made the fantastic tee shot and then fucking tripled. Yeah, and it's like when it. I when I did my strategy. It's a layup off the tee because for me, I made a seven. If I turn it left to right, yes, I I get way down there. But if I hit a straight ball, it's dead. Right, right. So it's um yeah, the par fives def at Blackstone definitely not like gettable. They're either too fucking long or they force some weird tee shots. Which yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people feel about that, but yeah. I mean, overall though, it was a, it was a really nice course. I like, thought it was solid. It, they had some really cool holes. Like, I don't know. I would definitely play there again. I mean, I know you want to play there one more time again. I would. Yeah, I, I want to play at least one more time. So I, I want to play play again, play again at least one more time on the weekend. And then I will get a practice round where I only have to pay like a cart fee. Yeah, to play but I feel like I'm going to have to go like Monday through Thursday. So it's like, I may have to shoot over there. Yeah. Like if my group finishes at 1145 one day, like I may have to just kill the rest of the afternoon and like drive over, play drive home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also don't know, like there's a couple shots I want to hit again. Yeah. I, also, I think I also, I also don't know how much, more i'm gonna learn about the place from playing it um because i i I, like even my people gonna think i'm fucking crazy like but this is how i need to play because if i'm gonna do a qualifier at these places like take like people people gonna think i'm nuts because i have notes and i fucking have strategy and i go on google earth and well i mean that's what you're supposed to do right to prepare yeah, well, you, you either need to play the place and take notes or you need to do it somehow. And yeah. I have found two things. One, I fucking hate playing like shit because I didn't have strategy at a place. I've also found that I don't enjoy certain rounds of golf because I had bad strategy. Like I thought the Bay Club was the dumbest course ever. And then I like changed my strategy and then I like respect the fuck out of it now. Right. Um. So it's like it's it's kind of stupid that you may think a golf course is really dumb but it's just because you don't know how to play it or you, or you, you tried to force things that shouldn't have been for whatever. Yeah. Your, your playing strategy didn't fit the course. Yeah. Or yeah. You're just trying to do what you want to do and not whatever. Yeah. Um, now trust me, there's places where the strategy can be on point and I can still think it's dumb. Um, yeah. 
you know, Cape Clippish and Iron. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think in my notes, the only thing that I was like questioning was um, our third hole, the 12th hole. That was where we all kind of went down the left, like the downhill hole. Yep. And like we didn't actually find my ball, which I have no fucking clue where it is. Oh, right. I think, I think that's the one. Yeah. Obviously, I obviously, would... hey, obviously we lost my ball, but like yeah. I didn't hit it that bad off the tee and we don't really know where it went. So that's um that's a hole I need another crack at. Yeah, that's the same one. So I did I went on 18 birdies last night and like mapped not like mapped, but like looked at the hole and was like, or each hole. I was like, oh, I'd probably just hit driver that. And this was one hole where I was like, I probably just hit six iron off the tee because the fairway is pretty wide, like where it would land. And what do I do when I step up to the fucking tee is like, ah, fuck it. I'll just take a, I'll hit a three iron, um, which went about as good as you would expect it to go. But, you know, like I, I think now having played it, um, I would like to go back and give it another crack, right? Because the the other thing too is on a on a map, right? Like on a phone when you're looking at everything, being like, "What would I hit here?" You don't see the elevation change. Yeah, and that's, you just see I, the distance. I think that's what really got me on that hole because I think I think everything else I did was fine. Some execution, like I like I had I had a lot of execution errors. That's for damn sure. But I think strategically, I don't think I hit a club that I shouldn't have hit, or hit a club and then gone. Uh, you know what? When we played one, it was our tenth. I got concerned with the five wood being too much club, and I had plenty of room. So I hit the hybrid. I still only had a wedge in. Yeah. Um, but I had I had way more room to hit that five wood, which I probably would next time, which is what my strategy said. Yeah. But then I kind of got a little unnerved because I saw like I saw a little bit of downhill and I saw some shots uh, where I didn't need like the ball was going way further than I thought it was uh, or that I thought it should. So I did pull back on that and that's it. Yeah. I would like to redo the second hole. That was tough. That's the one I tri- I tripled. I made an eight on the par five. We all were down the right, down the right. Yep. And I had to hit like a low punch under a tree and I clipped the tree. So then I was so far out. I just hit hybrid and I hit a fucking off the car path, a low screaming hybrid all the way down across the car path. So then I had, to, I was in the shit. I literally had to just like, chip out of the shit onto like the base of the massive hill. And then I hit like a wicked high fucking flop shot from the bottom of the hill and it rolled off the front of the green. Best part too is like, I could see you, but Justin couldn't. And then like, (laughs) I like, uh, I I may have said like heads up to him or something. And he was like, still just kind of like wandering around. So then, (laughs) then you hit your ball. I go, dude, that's at you. And he's like, where? And then he covers his head yeah. and it's like, he goes, yeah, that was fucking right at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
then I couldn't see anything. So I was like, I'm just going to, as you shouldn't, I mean, if you're hitting onto the green, like someone shouldn't be in your way. Right. Um, but he couldn't see you either. Like I could see him or I could see you because I was, I was back a little bit. Right. Right. So yeah, a couple, couple things I would like to redo. Um, I would also like to be able to take full swings or like not full, like full strength swings would be nice. Um, I still, I still have to keep the governor on for now. So I don't fucking break my back again. Um, but you know, in time it'll come back. That stupid fucking draw though, from not being able to swing as hard, just something it like fucked me up right off the tee. Well, if which, you're going to have, well, yeah, if you're going to have a two-way miss. Which I think, I mean, off the tee today, I only lost two strokes. To your own skill level? Yes. Um, approaching the green, I lost 10 strokes. Uh, around the green, I lost two. And then putting, I gained, we'll call it seven. So. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a nice course. Like I said, I would like I would enjoy playing that again. There's a lot yeah. of really nice courses out in that area too. Yeah, high fields is supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Um I know it's in... private, but I, I've played it in a tournament before. Um it's Pleasant Valley. Yeah, Pleasant that's... Valley. Yeah, ple- so for the privates, Pleasant Valley, Worcester, and Whitensville mm-hmm. are all supposed to be awesome. Uh for publics. Wachusett, Kettlebrook, Highfields, Blackstone. Shining Rock is out that way. It's a little bit closer. Is, isn't Shining Rock more um, Route 2 belt? No, it's further down. Oh, I'm making nor- that up it's, completely. It's Northbridge. Oh, yeah, that is out there then. Yeah. Um, it's a oh, little, bit, cl- it's Shaker a little Hill, bit closer. Shaker Hills is Route Shaker 2. Hill is Route 2. That's a beautiful fucking course. Me and Vinny played that last year. I think me um, and Vinny played Shining Rock too. Technically, Shining Rock is my home course. That's where I'm. That, that's where I'm tied to for my uh, my handicap. Your handicap, technically. technically. Um, I haven't played there once this year. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, it's such a thing for me to fucking get out that way. Yeah, yeah. So far. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like it's it's super fucking easy for me. It's literally like a half hour. Yeah. But for you, there's no, there's no direct route. <laughs> and it should be like on the fucking, like if you drew a straight line, line, you're probably like 17 miles away. It's just no, I don't know how the fuck there is no direct route. Yeah. It's because it's Sutton, isn't it? Because it's not Worcester. Yeah. Because if it was Worcester, I would take. A more direct route, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would just take the pike to 290 or, you know, however you want to get the 495 to 290, however you yeah, want okay. to get there. Um, <clears throat> but for you. So I took the pike North there by Bridge, accident. Northbridge should be a little bit easier for you because you can take 495. Well, Grafton should be a little easier too because it's closer. <laughs> Grafton is closer to is closer to Worcester. 
I had to drive to uh oh it's because I went the wrong way. I was gonna say I drove by Grafton on my way to Sutton. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just because you went the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Northbridge is like right. It's it's borders. I drove by um, Northbridge on the way home. Milford. Yeah. Yeah. Ox- Oxbridge. Oxbridge Blissful is right Meadows. there. Yeah. But Blissful Meadows, I think, is I think it's like a cool course, but I don't think it's very fun. I think it's really hard off the tee. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said there's a lot of really cool courses out over there. I mean, New England Country Club is right there. That's super easy for me. New England Country Club is like 15 minutes from my house. Maybe twice. Oh, yeah. Bellingham, we've played there a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And we go to the, uh, at least twice. Yeah. And then we went to the, the barbecue place afterwards. Yep. Uh, Maple Gate is good too. Maple Gate is literally off the highway. You take. I think it's, well, I don't know what it is now, but it used to be exit 18 on 495. And then you take a right off the highway, take your second right, and you're at Maple Gate. <laughs> like one of the holes on Maple Gate runs along 495. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll be, I'll be a thousand percent honest. I don't mind heading out that way. I'm definitely not going to be making a habit of playing in the Worcester area. Oh, yeah. I mean... I wouldn't call that the Worcester area. Well, no. So Bellingham isn't, but Sutton is. Oh, yeah. Isn't Sutton, isn't Sutton just south of Worcester? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, I, like I consider on. I consider Sutton, Grafton, Worcester. Is Wachusett itself an actual town? I don't know if that's what it is. Wachusett is more like Route 2. Is it? Yeah, that's like um like Ayer. Oh. Like Lemonster. I didn't realize it was over there. I thought it was I thought it was like not in Worcester, obviously, but I thought it was quite close. No, it's in Princeton. So it's like it's right next to Lemonster and like Fitchburg. It's uh, north it's north of Worcester. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah. I just don't care enough. I, there's another one though. There's two. There's Wachusett, and then there's uh, something else that's in Massachusetts. I forget what it is. They're both super small. Neshoba. Oh, that's the yeah. That's the the ski bump. Yeah, Neshoba is in. Um, that's Route Two. That's like yeah. Acton. Can- that's like uh, not yeah. Acton, not Cam- like Chelmsford. Conquered Acton. Yeah, like that area. That way. It's on. It's like the top. Of the 495 belt. Um, Westford. That's where it is. Littleton, Westford, like that area. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um, what the fuck is my final thought going to be? Uh, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> um Bet Online came out the other day and announced that they are going to allow people to bet on the Special Olympics. So it is not satire. It is not a joke. A lot of people thought it was they were being facetious or like trying to be funny, but uh, it is not. It is true. It is 100% accurate. Bet Online is going to allow you to start betting on the Special Olympics. Now, 
obviously, mybookie.com sponsors this show, right? So you can use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit over there. Um, I have not heard anything from mybookie on whether or not they are going to allow betting on the Special Olympics. I am 90% certain that domestic books are probably not going to allow it. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've seen mixed reviews come in on that. I've seen some people say that's fucked up, whatever. I've seen... They've kind of defended it. Bet Online has defended it, being like, we're just trying to promote equality, right? Like these people are athletes. If we're gonna bet on, if we're gonna bet on sports, like we should be able to bet on all sports and all athletes and things like that. And it's like, you know what, man? Like, good for you for crafting that argument because that's really yeah, just, fucking you know, that, smart. That's all you you're just throwing it back in their faces. Right. Right. Hey, um these people are athletes too. Yeah. Yeah. So we should be able to wager on them accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm not. I think I do have an old bet online account. Um, I'm probably not going to go on, but I would be interested to see what some of the lines are because. Um, and I mean this. Not in a in a way, in the way it's going to sound. But I feel like handicapping these things is going to be like a a whole, like pretty fucking easy, right? Like I feel like it's, you're going to be able to figure out who is going to be like significantly better than the other. I'm not familiar with the Special Olympics. I don't know how they do their divisions, right? Like, I don't know if it's based on the degree of, um, of disability or if it's just gender and age or um because i feel like there'd be a lot of ways to find some angles there and if you want to spend the time i feel like you could probably make some pretty decent money betting on the special olympics if i had to guess yeah i just don't know where you find out the correct info like yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like past results, maybe I don't know, like. I yeah, like if there's like an autistic archer, like how are you supposed to? Yeah, grade their performance. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, is there a special Olympic trials? I don't think so. I think that defeats the purpose of the special Olympics. <laughs> I think they're trying to be all inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a special Paralympics? I mean, there is a Paralympics, right? Like people that are missing limbs or, you know, whatever. Oh, shit. I'm thinking of something different then. No, this is like Paralymp special Okay, so Paralympics are the ones who, yeah, they're like missing limbs and shit. Yeah. What is it, the Special Olympics is the ringer. They made a movie out of it with Johnny Knoxville. No, there's like a there's a, it's it's something then it's not the it's not the something or other Olympics, it's the something games, which is like just like North America or just the Americas or something. Uh oh. Oh. Pan Am? Is that the Pan Am games? 
We had those in weightlifting. We had Pan Ams. Was it just America's? Yeah. Is there a special Pan Am games? There could be. Is there a special World Cup of whatever? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how you uh pull the data to get like a an edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either, but I feel like like I said, if you if someone out there wanted to spend the time to do it, you could probably it. you you could probably make some some decent money off of it. So I don't know. It's out there. <laughs> you can bet on the Special Olympics. Um, well, that is going to do it for us. So uh, thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't for click. Don't for click. Jesus. Don't forget to click the subscribe button right above, like the little fucking sticker behind me on that box, like the th- the finger pointing up. As you can see, like I mentioned in the last episode, there's more boxes. <laughs> it's just like every episode we do, there's just going to be more shit piling up behind me until I eventually get kicked out of my office and have to go in the living room because we have to start putting this shit together. Uh, but click subscribe above on YouTube. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. You can subscribe also on the audio versions. Uh, if you're a Spotify or an Apple guy, uh, go leave a review right? Rate and review us over there. Tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website is SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, we already talked about my bookie, uh, but you can go to Moonbrew.com uh, and use the promo code Jared16159 to get 10% off your entire order over there. Uh, once again, I was drinking it earlier here when we started recording. Uh, great sleep tea helps you uh, relax and get ready for bed. Uh, and actually sleep better, right? It doesn't just make you tired. It actually helps you get better sleep. Um, and then also, lastly, we have grillyourassoff.com. Uh, so you go to grillyourassoff.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod, uh, and you get 10% off your order every single time you check out over there. And uh, I think that's it. So until next time, good night, everybody.